0: Good evening, welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Eric Von Don along with my co-host, Addison Elko.
1: Just me today. Just
0: me and you. Just you. How did, How did it feel to be announced second? Is it cool?
1: Well, I mean, second besides you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it happened once with Chad, so this is only the second time I've had that honor, but yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: It's pretty cool. You get your name out front. Yeah, he, he to a uh,
1: spotlight for me anymore.
0: Yeah, that's he tends to do that.
1: Yeah, you, you know he likes to hog the mic a little bit.
0: It's it's unfortunate, but you know when when you edit the podcast, he he deserves some extra spotlight. Yeah, he, does, give him he does a lot
1: more work than we do, yes. especially for like the draft episode. A lot of shit that I would never want to do, or even could do if I wanted to.
0: I think the misery on his face while he was editing that episode rivals Itzler's look of misery while he was waiting to do his comedy skit
1: <laughs> for the for the draft. For the draft. Yeah. Yeah, but it turned out really well, so kudos. To it Ad. did.
0: Kudos to Chad. We will give him a little clap. Well done. Well done. Well
1: done. Also, if this is if this episode is poorly edited, it's because we don't have an editor. So
0: correct. Yeah, it's 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 me and I giving it our best shot. Um, we can't promise anything, but you know, if we want to make it in the music industry, like we hope, we should learn how to master this at some point. One one eighteen. One one eighteen. Get ready. This is the practice for the return of Watch the Gap. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we're in a very very talented band called Watch the Gap. Um, we played quite a few shows back in our day, but uh, due to life, we kind of kind of fell off the wagon. But one one eighteen, we'll come back with vengeance. So keep an eye out. Woo. So that being said, we do have a long show today. Um, a lot of items to talk about, especially because it's draft week.
1: Four days. Four well, when days. you hear this, it'll be three days. Three days until the draft, and you hear this. I can't. I'm so excited. I literally can't wait. And it was said before in our chat, or I said it, before it was like, man, our draft's so late, we should be doing this earlier. And now that camp is in and all the camp, every day there's multiple news. And just like, we're not going to talk about them all because most of them are just camp hype or whatever. But I like it better now because it's changed a lot. I think it's, it's already changed the mock. Trades have been made. Rankings have changed. And just this one week alone.
0: Yeah, I th- I think it's awesome. I was upset waiting the whole time, but this this has made it a little bit more exciting. So the
1: build up has been there.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I was this will I was be like itching.
1: Seventeen episodes of podcast building up to this draft, really.
0: Everything we've been working for <laughs> is is on Saturday, and I'm excited to see the results. Uh, so what we have on the DACA for today, we'll start with some news and notes. Um, we have some running back news, a handful of or just one wide receiver news, uh, some trades and bets. And then we're going into to straight draft prep. We're going to do a quick round one mock based on the most uh, updated predictions that we have based on from news around the league that was proprietary info to everyone. And lastly, we're going to release our power rankings. So based on this mock draft goes in our in our prediction, we're going to send the final power rankings out before the draft.
1: So the first one we did, we knew about the picks, but obviously the NFL draft didn't happen yet. So it was really hard to mock and assume someone's going to have certain players or even know... Who someone wants. Now we're gonna kind of base it off our round one mock and what we kind of feel people may have going into into uh twenty seventeen and you know rank them that way. We already you know before we even listen, there's been some big movements for kind of more on the low end of the of the rankings, not so much the upper end, but it's interesting what you know three months can make and for dynasty when this is really the off season for everyone else, no one's really doing anything. Our league has already changed a lot.
0: There is one co-host team that was hit harder than the other two co-host team. Well, we'll get there. We will get there.
1: And um, we're, we're going to kick off the news and notes with one of those things. With two of those things. Two of those
0: things. Uh, so to start, uh, one of the biggest pieces of news to come out actually today is that Kenny Dixon is going to be out for the entire year. We thought initially that he'd be out just for the first... Three weeks or four weeks?
1: Four, Well, four weeks because of the drug suspension. The drug suspension. Yeah.
0: And now it comes out that he has a torn knee ligament. I believe it was the MCL and ACL. I think it was both. Yeah. That's just really, really devastating. With uh, With a guy who is very quick laterally and makes mm-hmm. some good moves, that's never the injury you want. But at least he's young enough where he can recover. It's just unfortunate for this year. But
1: this isn't his first knee injury, right? Or this isn't his first lower body injuries. Kind of correct.
0: Yeah. So it's, I mean So the
1: question marks for his longevity have to have to start coming. I mean, it's only a couple years I know, but it's you know, it's it's still something to to note.
0: This was the most negative roto world update I've seen about Kenny Dixon. It said at this point he's a he's a decent hold in dynasty, but he's a he's a 50-50 crapshoot, I think were the almost exact words. Uh-huh.
1: So You know, he was a fantasy... A lot of people loved him, you know, when we did our rookie draft. He kind of fell in the middle, but it was kind of a consensus in the community that he was beloved by a lot of people. Maybe not worth taking high in the draft, but a a great stash. And uh, now, you know, you got to be running to... You know, Terrence West is an on league, but, you know, you could see him going in the late second, early third.
0: Terrence West? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then Balduc, who traded for Woodhead... And we even kind of thought, "Would have we gonna have early, you know, uh, year value with the suspension for Dixon? Now it's full year value, so that was a great trade for, for Deuch. Um Gonna give immediate value for you know his running backs are a little slacking, so that's big for him."
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. Which is unfortunate because I traded for Duce's first next year, but that's uh, that's fantasy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, knowing this, what would you? do with Kenny Dixon at this point are you looking to swoop in and buy low or are you trying to avoid the situation entirely
1: I could buy low if I have him I'm, I'm gonna hold him I don't think you can get I don't think you can trade him for what he's probably could be worth or what you paid not. for him so if you own him you're probably gonna hold on to him but I'm not gonna give a first for him but if I had like a mid to late second I don't even think I'd take him this year I don't know if I'm being just like over down on him but I think he's if people are low on him, he's definitely a good buy-low candidate.
0: Well, I think now is the year to take him because next year he's going to already start the recovery, and there's going to be all the hype news about how he's going to come start.
1: No, I don't know. Someone Chad mentioned it. Does his suspension carry over if he gets placed on the IR for this year? So does he have to serve the four games in 2018?
0: That I don't know. That would I, I would assume so. That yeah. would be really unfortunate. Because
1: then people would probably well, he wouldn't fake an injury just to miss four games. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that rule, but that would be. That would suck.
0: Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. it's like a 20
1: game injury then.
0: Yeah, we, we can look into that and then then definitely post uh, post an update on Twitter or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's an interesting point. Uh so up next in the news, like we said, one of our one of our, our uh co hosts was hit very hard. Carlos Hyde, a potential cut candidate. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean I
1: see all the time on Twitter people post running back metrics or running back like he averaged this after contact or this between. You know, like, all those, like, random stats, and they, they show like, a little bar graph at the top five running backs or whatever. Hyde's, like, always in those tweets. Like, if you didn't, like, really, really know much about football and you kind of just follow generic football Twitter, you would think he's, like, a stud because he's in every top metric that seems to be out there. But we know the regime doesn't really like him. He has an injury history. They drafted Joe Williams, so it's... I'm surprised. I don't think he's even making that much money. Um, so, to just straight out cut him, I know they have Hightower and Bibbs. It seems they kind of loaded up on running back in the off season to maybe, you know, prepare for this. But, you got to think he can trade traded somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's, that was my first thought. Is Why didn't they send him off to Philadelphia? Why didn't they leave and consider sending him to Baltimore? Some running back needy team. It just makes too much sense, but... I don't know. I, I don't have a good answer. They like I said, they couldn't have been saving as much money that they could have gotten back in trade value.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I mean, this this is back to back really shitty stuff for Chad. This is two of his guys that you know one was a bench guy, but I think he would have been you know slotted as his RB two if he'd be playing. Absolutely. And then Hyde is his RB one. Both one's definitely jobless, and the other could be cut. Probably will get picked up by their team. I don't see this as being like the end for Hyde, but. He was in a good spot where he was the RB1. How many other RB1 spots are there left that he can go to? You know, well, you know to say, but I mean, I feel like most teams address that in the draft that they they needed that. But it, it was surprising to see that, even though you've kind of had that feeling that they don't love Hyde, but to just straight really cut him is surprising.
0: It was outrageous. Yeah, I don't know. I That I'm, I'm very confused about. But. And
1: I said it when they first took Hightower – Love him as a stash, more of a handcuff, and I still love him even more now with this, because you can't assume a rookie's going to come in there and do well. Hightower's proven to be productive when he gets the volume in, in New Orleans. So why not take a late flyer in the, the fourth or fifth on him, and he could be an RB2 flex player easily if, if this comes to fruition.
0: Yeah, even the cheapest out of all of them was the other rookie running back they took I'm, I'm The name is escaping me, but it's like Matt Brieta. He was a smaller school guy, but but very good metrics. He got some camp hype as well beforehand, before obviously the official training camp started. But something to monitor. There's a lot of, a lot of names out there. We'll see uh, if you're looking to buy cheap, could be uh, could be a potential buy cheap opportunity for some of those other backs.
1: And it just sucks because he kind of made the AJ Green trade for this and other things, and his first last year didn't pan out. This isn't panning now. It's just unfortunate. You know, we kind of had some hype for his rebuild, and not that it's taking a huge hit, but you know this this kind of sets him a year back from developing that, that good rebound.
0: Absolutely. But I'm sure he's on the prowl. I already uh, received an offer for pick seven. So. Yeah, he'll, he'll... He'll make his way around. He'll figure it out. Yes. Uh, so next piece of news, Marshawn Lynch, uh, kind of an off-season darling due to the fact that he came back after a year being away from football. Uh, most recent update is that they're going to limit him, uh, that being the Oakland Raiders, to 200 carries. Is Does that concern you at all? I think
1: it does. I mean, what does that average out to?
0: Like 13 a game? It's
1: not a high volume. He's not getting... Nearly 300, which you probably want to see from your bell cow. You know, I've kind of fallen off the wagon from him. Greg thinks I'm, I'm lying. I'm not I'm not taking him 12. He's there 15, depending on what happens before me, maybe, but not 12. Um, at this point, I, I'm sure someone will still take this, a stab at him mid-second. Maybe even Nick at 16, because he has the other two other seconds, and he's a win-now team. But I think this kind of scares me away from him a little bit, because he's got three... You know, decent running backs behind him that are going to share the workload. He's probably not going to be anywhere in the passing situation. So, you know, what his role is kind of limited to that 10 to 12 carries a game, right?
0: I mean, it depends. With that offensive line, though, it could be a very efficient 10 to 12 carries. A oh, game. definitely. Think of like Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller was always pretty strong running back with 10 to 15 carries. That's true. And especially if he's uh, fresh from a year off, he's not the, he's not, it's not like he's very old. He's what, 30? I mean, it's, and for a running, for a for running back. back, yeah, but with a year off, I think, I think this year, I think this year can still be good.
1: Yeah, I'm just, I mean, I feel like based on what I've seen on other forums, we were really the only, you know, league that we're going to have him in the first round. Yeah. But I think this, this and other things kind of pushes him out of the first round for me. I'd be surprised if Rogers takes him at 14. If I pass on him, when I pass
0: on it's a possibility. It's definitely a possibility. Maybe I will take him at seven. Uh, Dante Foreman tested negative for pot. Um, Definitely a positive thing for Foreman because there was a lot of negative news coming out since he was arrested for possession of marijuana. Everyone just assumed, "Oh, okay, he has it, he's smoking it." Mm-hmm. Classic, classic yeah. Dante Foreman. Yeah, um,
1: we, we threw this in here more just we talked about it last episode. Does sort of draft stock? Seems like everything coming out says that was kind of overblown, and I think his draft stock is back to where it was as a late first, early second.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he, like I said, he goes between twelve and fifteen in our draft. Yep. I, don't, I don't see a situation where he does not. I agree. And lastly, uh, probably my favorite piece of news out of the entire, <laughs> entire past couple of weeks, Duke Johnson will be the primary slot receiver for the Cleveland Browns, um, taking Andrew Hawkins' old role from last year. I love it.
1: That's oh, so how you feel about
0: that. I, I absolutely love it. I, li- I like Duke Johnson a lot. Obviously, everyone knows my love and affliction for the Crow, but Duke Johnson obviously is a very, very good playmaker. Like He's explosive with the ball in his hands. So if we can obviously have both of them out there at the same time, it's even better for me. The more offensive weapons we have, the better chance we're going to score, and especially with this offensive line, give whoever the quarterback is, whether it be Cody Kessler throwing six yards downfield or Deshaun Kaiser overthrowing him by 75 yards. They'll be well protected. <laughs> so the opportunities are there. I, I love it. And Andrew Hawkins is that little stocky receiver that ran pretty good routes, quick. I think Duke Johnson will fit in there flawlessly. Well, As she said,
1: for any kind of young you know, look at Dak last year. Any young running back trying to get new, acquainted to the system, throwing those quick three yard ends, a uh, three yard slants, just kind of getting in your rhythm, getting that offense going. There, you know, those stretch of change type of guys. Those are good to build the confidence for the quarterback and like have sneaky fantasy value, especially if they can get in the end zone. But he's going to have the PBR value. He's going to get carries too. So, Absolutely. Like, so, um, do you think he ends up with more fantasy points than the Crow?
0: It's tough. I don't. I don't think so. Because um, I think the crow gets all the goal line work, mm-hmm. and I think he snipes some touchdowns from him. Um, I agree. But I think Duke Johnson's a sneaky flex play. Like I think that's a, it's an automatic flex star for Josh. He may need to start him as like a running back one or two, but yeah, automatic flex star for Josh.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think this is a good. I mean, I think people already high on Duke just splitting carries with Crow. Yeah, yeah. But if he's gonna be a primary slot receiver, I mean, yeah. That's buy, him, awesome. buy him. That's, that's a great.
0: Essentially throw him in the theoretic role and look how productive Theo Rittick is. Exactly. Um, so now, only news we have for wide receivers that we wanted to point out uh, was for one of the rookies, Mike Williams, who I actually just traded up to hopefully get. I'm very excited about Mike Williams. Watched a lot of highlights recently. Um, but he's potentially out for the year, so not the best start to your career. Um, there was a lot of, uh, I don't know if I want to call it smoke or a lot of rumors out there that he may need season-ending surgery. But he's recently come out and said that that's not correct and that his back is going to heal on his own. He'll start on the pupulus versus the IR. Any, any thoughts on that? Do you do you buy into what Mike Williams is saying? Do you believe that he might need the surgery? I
1: think athletes will always want to be on the field. They're always going to be healthier than you think they are. And especially being a rookie in camp, you don't want to show you know your veteran guys that you're weak. You want to show that you're going to be out there even if you're injured. So I think this is just any football player would do this they you know tough guy bravado you, you don't you always play hurt i think it'll be up to the coaches and doctors that tell them like you're you're, you're too valuable for us you know you're i don't know keen allen's probably their wide receiver one but if they are a little worried about his health like you are a future wide receiver one we need you you know just take this year off or we'll you know i'm going to ease you back in maybe midway through the year yeah. something like that so i buy into the injury more so than I buy into him as being, more so to buying into him being okay, but hopefully it's not season ending because that'd be, you know, upsetting.
0: Yeah, it really would, and especially too, he is his last injury was weird. He fractured his neck running <laughs> oh, into the goalpost.
1: I, I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: that was his first injury. I, I want to say it was a sophomore year or freshman. He was absolutely dominating, and then in the back of the end zone, whatever it was, he ran into the goalpost and fractured his neck. It's horrifying. Like significantly bad injury. But right. I mean you see he obviously recovered well, but <laughs> I don't I don't know if this if this back injury is what we want to hear. But still upside is there. That's why I traded up for him at seven. Um are if you're on the clock at seven, he's there. Do you are you taking him or are you passing on
1: him? I'll take him. I think like for depends what kind of team you are, but he's worth a stash for a year. He's in a good spot. Rivers should still be there for a few more years and they're in a good passing offense. Um yeah, I don't see any what, I mean, we kind of overreacted and thought he could drop further. But I think ultimately, you know, it didn't scare and owners away. Picking him in, you know, top five, I don't think it's going to scare William. If you love Williams, this isn't really going to scare you. All
0: right, so let's, let's play a quick game. It's called Williams or Not Williams. Okay. So in this case, do you go Mike Williams or John Ross? Williams. Do you go Mike Williams or Christian McCaffrey? McCaffrey. Mike Williams or Alvin Kamara?
1: Probably come on. It's a tough one, right? That, that's that's very close. That one's close, but it is very close. So that's kind of where I had mocked anyway. Like McCaffrey was ahead of him anyway, so he wouldn't jump from an injury. But yeah, I think he's still slot in that one hundred six to one hundred eight range.
0: Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Uh, so that's going to do it for our news and notes section. Uh, due to the fact that it is draft week, it's been a very active week so far, and it's been it's been awesome. Obviously, I'm out there being involved. Although my trade streak, it was thirteen in a row before uh Rob Seckler and Matt Wire jumped me and made a trade without me. Unbelievable. Pretty unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know how they could do that. The um but then I obviously did make the trade immediately after that. They so. should have
1: at least offered a third party just for you to throw in a just fifth. just for me to throw a fifth yeah. and
0: swap fifths with someone. I don't know what they were thinking. No respect. They'll uh they'll be dealt with accordingly. <laughs> um so the first trade uh that got really the ball rolling was um it's been touted as my personal trade assistant, Matt Kojak. Um I gave him Theo Riddick and my 2019 third for his 2019 first. Um, since the title locker trade where I gave up my 2019 first, I realized I was lacking in that category. Theo really was the only one of the only pieces on my team that has value that I could move. So I decided to, to make the trade for the 29 first. I also had an offer on the table, which is interesting. I wanted to mention Delaney Walker and pick 21 for Theo. Would you have done that deal versus the deal that I did? No. So like the first? Yeah, I like the first. Yeah, I, I, I was torn between both of them, obviously, because I, I would have loved to have taken, let's say, James Conner at 21.
1: For what you're trying to do.
0: Exactly. The Delaney-Walker pick was really just to help keep me out of last in case Ebron busts again. Uh-huh. I thought it was an interesting trade, but that that was what I did. I, I like it for me. I think Kojak's first could be very good. I obviously traded it very, very soon after, but I think it will be end up being a good first.
1: No, I like the trade for you, and what you did with it later also benefited you when you kind of put it in aggregate, but... Yeah, I don't think Theo's worth the first. Grant's in two years, and I guess Kojak, I don't know if he's in win-now mode. I guess he kind of is, given his team. But it seems young, too, so it's just a good win-now young team, I guess. But, um, yeah, I think he gave up a little too much. But, you know, it's in two years. I can understand someone not caring about their first in two years and overlooking that. So I think he won the trade, and I don't think it's like a landslide. But I kind of like Amir Abdul a lot this year, too, so I'm not, like, as high on Theo. Especially not worth the first-round pick.
0: Yeah, I, I really like Kojak's team this year. I'm sure we'll get into it, but he's got a lot of pieces that, like I said, it's just a perfect blend of young players with upside and, and that are talented and then old veterans with, like, Marshall and Decker. He's got yep. Sammy Watkins. He's, he's got the pieces, and yep. it'll be interesting to see if he can put it together. Yeah. Uh, next trade. Um, this one was interesting to me because I think it was the ultimate sell low. Matt Wyer gives Devin Funchess to Rob Seckler for pick 45, which is a fourth-round pick. Which is strange Weird. to me, because Devin Funches is a starting wide receiver. Yeah. And he, it's his second year. Like, I, I get the stigma, is that he was a little bit of a tweener, you don't know what he's going to do, but... He's fat. He, he, <laughs> no, that's Kelvin Benjamin. Was oh, fat. yeah, you're right, you're right. Kelvin Benjamin was obese. Funches is still in somewhat good shape, from what I understand. But, yeah, he could be productive, and especially with not much behind him, What Charles Johnson's going to leap him. Curtis Samuel is going to be more of a slot guy. Yeah. I, it was a strange trade to me. Like, I, I get wanting to get out of him, but I don't know if I would have sold for a fourth.
1: That's probably the youngest, like, for a fourth, that, that's where the the graveyard is. Like, the, yeah. the aging guys go. I mean, if even Treadwell will get a, a second. Just cause It's just because of his age. So, I, I agree. I don't, unless he just can't hold all the players. I don't know how many picks Wire has, but maybe he's just the worst player he has and can't, you know, roster everybody. And he just assumes whoever he's drafting is going to be better. But, I mean, good for Rob. He just scooped up bunches who i mean i don't know what he's gonna do for his team because rob rob's team is pretty deep but you know there's no problem with having depth especially when you're giving up a fourth for it absolutely
0: 100 so. rob, rob's good at accumulating those late round picks yeah he loves those yeah, late round just,
1: picks. just throw in the fifth and we'll have a deal
0: that's it and it's usually a deal like it's a deal breaker if you don't give him the fifth <laughs> no. it like shuts down the trade
1: i feel like he thinks he's being like so sly like got the fifth
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean clearly it's working to his advantage here um yeah, I love the trade for Rob. I'm confused about the trade he, for Wire. Yeah, I'd
1: be curious to hear Wire aside from that. We didn't really talk about that when it happened. I think it just very under the radar in the group yeah. chat. It was just like,
0: yeah, know. I I want to see who Wire takes there. I, I'm I'm very interested. You think he has a
1: guy at 45? I, I
0: think it has to be. I think he has to have planned out somebody.
1: I'm thinking he just can't keep him, but then why trade for the pick this year? I
0: guess exactly.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I hope I hope it comes up in the group chat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then the uh, last trade that we wanted to speak about. Big trade. Huge trade. This is what really sparked draft week. This is what got everyone excited. I gave a 2018 first, um, which is Rob's. So we're projecting him to be the, the last team into the playoffs. So that's what, pick One, nine,
1: Yeah, 109.
0: So pick 109, uh, projected. And Kojak's first in 2019, so two years away. Kojak is, is very Jeff Fisher so far in the league. So we can just <laughs> pre- predict it's going to be pick eight. So future pick nine, future pick eight, for this year pick seven, um, where my target, I think it's, it's very open that I want Mike Williams. That's who I was hoping would fall to me at seven due to the injury rumors, because I'm not in a position to win. I can stash a player like this, and it's not going to impact me. It's even better for me if he goes on IR, because then I can take a flyer on somebody else in, on, in free agency. I like the trade for me. I think it's pretty even overall. I'm giving up a little bit more value to get the asset now, while trainers accumulating more value on the back end, since he has plenty of first this year. I, I think it's good, and I think it's just going to help Tiz build as well.
1: Yeah, it helps him a lot. This sparked a lot of a lot of talk in the chat because there was the controversy over is one oh six a clause, and it's just—I mean, I've calmed down a little bit, but this morning and afternoon I was like heated because trainer creates so much drama in our league whenever there is a slight bend in the rule or something that's a little out of bounds, like borderline. He is the first one to complain to you nonstop, oh, like and just blows up your phone. Like I know it. I see it. I see the phone blowing up. And it's just nonstop about everything. I remember like the benching the players, the like not having to start a player, even if it doesn't benefit you. The Like I, I can't like everything. Everything has been an issue that well, I've seen the opposite way of him. And for him to try to weasel his way even with me i didn't realize i look back in the chat to weasel his way out of not having the clause of 106 when he agreed to you after you said it it's just like the most hypocritical slimy kind of move and i don't think he's going to take him but the fact he just wouldn't agree that i will not take him He can trade the pick and that guy can take him but he cannot take him and he's like just trying to just oh you didn't say clause and all this other crap that like, litigating the deal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you didn't say clause. Like, well, like, half the trade in our, in our league history has never said the word clause. And there's been established rules that have been followed and understood. And it's just, it's very irritating when this stuff has to happen, because it happened.
0: Yeah, the group chat did blow up this morning. I didn't even get to read all of there's it. There's my rant. I, ju- I just came back, and I just came back and saw a lot of messages. Um, Tiz did reach out to me and said, he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously not taking Mike Williams. So he, he clarified. Um, but but is the clause it's i i i think that technically was a clause cuz i said clause Tiz didn't respond with the word clause which is his loophole obviously that he's mentioning but i said the word clause on that and then i gave him the kind of acknowledgement if we want to go 50-50 that he was like, unless I get like an absurd five first trade, which, you know, which is fine. Which is fine. I was like, yeah, obviously if you get something that's dope, go. Well, on. if he
1: wants to trade it to Josh and Josh yeah, takes Williams, fine. then that's the risk you take. Cause yeah. you, you didn't, you didn't push hard enough for it to be. Correct. A set clause. Correct. But he clearly agreed that he will not take him. You said clause that you will not take him. He agreed to it. Tis can't take Williams at 106. And that's, that's the end of the, that's the end of it. Cause it opens up a whole can of worms with all these other trades that have gone down in the past. I haven't technically said the word clause and like, can we just go back on all those deals? Like what, where does it end? Where does it stop? You know, I know Mueller was trying to like blow up the league basically. Cause he was trying to like the deal that you made technically didn't say clause, but he still
0: did. It It, it did. Yeah, I remember like it's much like text matches further back. It's just, we were, we were having that discussion for a very long time.
1: Yeah. And it's like, I didn't put clause in my deal for one Oh nine for no running back, but it was agreed. That's a clause. Like yeah. you agree to the rule. It's a rule. Rule and a, and a clause are, like, kind of one the same. Just because you didn't say the word clause doesn't mean it's not there. But as far as a trade, I like it for you.
0: I'm very happy. There's my yeah. analysis on the trade. <laughs> <laughs> very, very in-depth analysis.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just too, like, annoyed with the fucking clause thing. But, yeah, if you can get Williams there, I think it's worth the, the mid to late first you gave up. Um, you still have a lot of 2018 first You don't have any, or I don't know if you have any in 19 now, but I'm sure you can accumulate them. You always seem to do. And you get... A that
0: is team. I do somehow always end up with first-round picks. It's weird. I don't know how. I black out when it's happening, but I end up with them.
1: But then you have Williams to kind of throw onto your, your core of Coleman and others.
0: Yeah, I, I've, I've assembled a mosh-posh of all of the technical wide receiver busts <laughs> that haven't done it yet but still haven't been ruled out as upside. I have, what, Treadwell, Coleman, Jordan Matthews, Perriman. Tyler Lockett, Perriman... Hopefully Mike Williams, DGB. You have 20 running backs. Um, I, I, have, I have the Crow. That's true. I have the That's Crow right. and Sims are my starting running backs, which is actually very funny because the Crow and Sims and Jeremy Hill are my starting running backs in Dave's League, too. That's really funny. So I literally had the same running – oh, and I had Forte in Dave's League, too. So it's the exact right same run- – I'm <laughs> ride or die across the board. Um, But, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with the trade. I, I think it is pretty equal because I'm – I could also see Kojak bailing on the league and then someone else coming in and blowing up the team, trading Zeke for seven firsts, <laughs> and then Kojak pick one. So, it, there's – there's, we can see.
1: And to be clear, we're going to go to bets next, but there was like three other trades that were just very minor, and for time, we're just going to gloss over
0: them. I traded Tazer Sharp for a fourth. It was dope. Um, bets, <laughs> Greg bet wire. Uh, 25 bucks, So, we got cash instead of his beer this time. That like, Gurley has more fantasy points than Melvin Gordon. I think this is a great bet. I think this is it's like close. a, I think this is very close. And I think this is actually where like the dynasty community is like split evenly. Yeah. Like, Oh, there are your Melbourne Gordon truthers and there are your Todd Gurley truthers. And it I also, every, I don't think they overlap. I don't it, think they do.
1: There's both trooper truthers and there's both like haters for each. One, oh, too. absolutely. It's like very polarizing players just for what they're valued at. Like there's the Gurley, like we said last episode, you, you can't win a, a trade with him involved in it. It's like the a uh syndrome. And Melvin, you have the people that think he's too touchdown dependent, and that is like yards per. He's not efficient with the ball. It's just you know he got kind of got like a fluke last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not on the. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not like in love. I, I love both of them. I don't hate either of them. I would love to have either of them. Yeah. Um, if I'm gonna go with one, I'll probably just go with Melvin because I think he has the offense is just better and they have a better chance of staying on the field and getting to the goal line to get them touchdowns. But the Rams have just been anemic for the last few years. Gurley succeeded his rookie year, but had that kind of decline sophomore year. You know, they I think they've bolstered their offensive line, but have they added the proper weapons? Is Goff a good enough quarterback to sustain a, a decent offense? I think that's yet to be seen. So I think it'll be close. I think they'll both be running back ones by far. Both top four team running backs, but I'll give the slight edge uh, to Melvin.
0: That's funny because I, I think I'm gonna go with Gurley. I, I mean, that's I think yeah, it's close. I, I mean, think it's super close. I I just want to lean Gurley here for. I don't know why. I don't I don't even have a good analysis as to why. Mm-hmm. It's just a gut feeling. That's entirely it. Yeah, I mean, like I got Melvin Gordon's a little bit better in the past game, but I just I just think Gurley does well this year.
1: And and. If I asked you this, if I told you Gurley was the leading fantasy running back this year, would you be surprised? No, not
0: at all. But if it was Gordon, you, I would be surprised. Honestly, I probably even wouldn't be. I'd be surprised if it was Gordon. I don't. I don't think I would be at that point. He's in. He's in a good offense. Phillip Rivers is still there. They've addressed a little bit of offensive line issues, which they've had in the past. Maybe it's just
1: the name. That, that would shock me if Melvin led the league, but if Gurley did, I'd be like, oh, Gurley's a
0: stud. Of course he did. Yeah. Like, like, it's it would be more surprising if Melvin did, but it I wouldn't shock me. I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. That'd be my rant.
1: I'll probably give Gurley the ceiling. Even though I'm saying they're both wide receiver, not wide receiver, running back ones, I think Gurley, just based on talent, has a has, way higher Absolutely. ceiling, but has the potential to just be on an offense that has three and out, three and out, three and out.
0: Yeah. Which is unfortunate. But yes. Hopefully, with Jeff Fisher gone, they, they who's, the, who's the new guy, Sean McVay? I don't follow Did him. I make that up? I'm pretty sure it's McVeigh. It sounds dope. Was he in Miami? No, I think it, I think it is McVeigh. But yeah, I hope, I hope he does well regardless. Uh, so another moment you've all been waiting for is our prediction as to what's going to happen on Saturday. Um, our draft's taking place at 4 p.m. at Jock's Maddox's residence. So if you are a listener to the podcast or you're not in our league, feel free to come hang out. We would love spectators. That would probably make my life.
1: So I think we'll just run through this quickly, right? We're not going to go into depth. No, no. Guy. Very, everyone very knows who everyone is. Um, you just want to... How about you take one through eight?
0: That works for me. Um, so we'll start with the first eight picks. Uh, Andrew Riggio on the clock at one. Uh, I think this has been cemented in for a while, Leonard Fournette. Two, I think he takes the tantalizing upside with the receiver because his team is is relatively weak at this point with Corey Davis is the other sure thing in this draft. Three, Joe Mixon. Um, four, Dalvin Cook, who's kind of back on the rise again. Five, Christian McCaffrey uh, to Rodgers. Six, John Ross, the trainer. Seven, Mike Williams, hopefully to me. And eight, Alvin Kamara to Josh. But uh, there might be some trade rumors in there. So maybe uh, Alvin Kamara to another team. But that's going to be right at the top eight.
1: And that pretty much has been consistent for a while now. Maybe not Kamara, but the top seven has been the top seven. Yeah, absolutely. Order but, how you want,
0: but that's been the top seven. It was almost like, what, last year when it was like Aguilar and yeah. Abdullah. It was the same. The top seven is usually cemented. And but to be fair, we've
1: only had Ross mocked here because of trainer. I don't think we actually did our... If we did, like, a rookie power board, I don't think we'd have Ross
0: as high. Personally, correct. I think the Dynasty community as well would, but I think – or I would not. I would have him a little further down. But
1: just based on personnel, owners, we kind of know where – Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, So you want to hit us up with 9 through 14?
1: Yeah, to round it off, trainer will select OJ Howard. Uh, Based on Kamara being taken, we're going to have Riggio taking Samaje Ryan as well as Evan Ingram for 10 and 11. I'm on the clock, a little torn here, but I think right now I'm leaning toward uh, Foreman. People might be surprised there. Now, this is where it gets interesting. This has been paid and Joku for Chad forever, but with his recent running back situation, I think with Kareem Hunt here, Chad will take Kareem Hunt at 13 and then maybe try taking a uh, tight end with his, you know, he's got pick 19 and 28. So I think he can maybe even Joku falls there or he can get Shaheen or something like that.
0: Yeah, or even a, like a, a veteran, like Austin Hooper, or somebody yeah, out there, or Doyle, or exactly something
1: like that. Even I think Brate can do well this year. Even take the with outlaw. He they can take the outlaw. <laughs> I think it's just a smart play, and because of that, because I think that's a smart play, and I think where it's just trending, we're gonna have Zay Jones going to Rogers and not a Joku. So the two teams we kind of pegged having tight end needs. I think not wise up, but take maybe the higher ceiling talent. Realize tight ends take a while to develop. You can get better value later on with other still young guys. Hooper's really young. There's other like good dynasties, not just like their old vets. Like There's good dynasty players yes. out there. So that's the mock real fast. Um, I'm sure it won't go this way during draft time, but gone to our heads is kind of we have it now. Really, only the only change here is Njoku out of the first round, Zay Jones in the first round. That's kind of based on some some talk.
0: I think at least one more first-round trade occurs. I think somebody breaks into the first round. Yes, I don't know who it will be, but I think at least I mean, people one are hounding happens. you for seven. Absolutely, yeah. I'm getting. I, I don't want to be the one, but I'm getting. I, I've already gotten four offers from four different owners for seven. And
1: if I sit there at 15 with Njoku, Eric, Chad, Rogers, hit me up.
0: I already did, um, yeah. but I'm not gonna not gonna release that to the public.
1: All right, so we have our power ranking. So we did our power ranking with us three. Chad did not submit a power ranking because he has an awful MLB shift from 2 p.m. To, 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. Ew. That's pretty brutal. Ew. So we're factoring in. So before we had the picks, didn't really know who was going to mock two. It was kind of confusing. The NFL draft didn't even happen yet. NFL draft has happened. We've had months for it to simmer. We just gave you our mock. So kind of simulating teams' picks just the first round because those are probably the most impactful, not the second round. But we're, we'll, we know what your picks. So, for example, Nick has three seconds. We noted that. Even though he didn't have a first and put that in this team. So without further ado, we're just gonna run through this fast again and kinda of maybe give a little as to why. We me and Eric didn't differentiate on any team more than two. So we pretty much had a consistent one to fourteen and there was some there was some movement. So we can just we can go every other. I'll start. Alright. So your new last place team ranked by me and Eric is Eric.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So I'd we, like to <laughs> thank my parents. Um, I wouldn't be here without them. Um, but yes, I will probably come in last this year. So if you want to tailor the punishment towards me, anything but skydiving will work.
1: So I think we didn't mention it, but you traded Hill. That was kind of your last cling to a, a formidable running back, too. I mean, you have, let so say we throw Williams in there, you'll have Jordan Matthews, Williams, Coleman, and Perriman, I guess. We have and Treadwell Warren, kind of start. And the Crow's great, but then who's your running back? to? You have Langford, you have Sims. That's it. that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's a big void, and you have two really good quarterbacks. So it's not like I mean we have you last, but every team's got talent, and you have some talent here. I just don't know if it's enough to get you. You won't. I don't know if you're going to come in last because your division's easier. We're gonna we'll talk about the teams later. If I had to pick, I think it's just comes in last because our division's yeah. brutally hard. But I'm power ranking the rosters. You're the roster I would least like to have.
0: Yeah, that's completely understandable. I have, uh, I have no qualms with that. And that was...
1: You moved down two spots from the first draft, so a little impact from the draft and trades and whatnot. So I've, but I've made, I've, made some
0: tra- I've made some trades, but I've I've helped myself for the future. It's yeah. take a step back to hopefully not take more steps back.
1: One step backward,
0: take two steps forward. One step backward, four step backwards. <laughs> um, so next on the docket, we have... Chad at 13, which is, uh, I mean, we, it, it's just unfortunate. It was really just unfortunate. He was setting himself up well, is starting to rebuild very well. He actually fell four spots from where we had him pre-NFL draft. And that's pretty much majorly due to those two running, is running back one and two just.
1: And, well, so going in there, Sproles, Blunt goes there. And yeah. they drafted two running backs. high. they drafted Jill Williams. We talked about how devastating they can get cut. And then his boy had him in the well, right now he was in the flex, but he wouldn't have been, you know, Dixon out for the year. So I, he has DeAndre Washington
0: and DeAndre Washington. That's that's it, and that's a committee. It's a committee back. And it's so, a committee back. So
1: that's why we had. We I think he has to go running back at thirteen.
0: He's got to hit on some picks, or he's he's gonna he's gonna do.
1: And if he wants to avoid last, I guess he can start drafting the Gillisleys and if, at sixteen, if exactly, he wants it or If he wants to draft. Um, excuse me, West. Or even Joe Williams as a handcuff. So he has someone in San Francisco. Yeah. That wouldn't be a bad pick for him either. We, just, we went with the Hunt, but I could see Joe Williams going there. But, yeah, it's four spots down. I'm living with the two worst teams in the league.
0: We are. We are. Um, but you know what? <laughs> we will prevail at some point. It's the,
1: elite, the, elite, the elite knowledge coming from 14 and 15. <laughs> it's,
0: uh, that's why we host the podcast.
1: <laughs> and then coming up at 12, two spots up. I'm sure if you didn't already hear your name, you're probably excited if you're one of these two teams. Josh. At uh, number 12, Josh, he has Dude Johnson, right? Josh has sneaky, some wide receivers that can make some noise this year. I'm pulling up his roster now. You can He's got can, Kenny
0: Britt, Marvin Jones, um, what else does he have? I'm trying. Jamarius Thomas.
1: I like Thomas this year. A new one, now that Marshall left, yeah. is going to be the wide receiver one. So that wasn't around when we first did this. Um, yeah, I think his team's got some potential. I don't think it's going to do overly well. He's still got Reed. He's got Breeze. Got Gore, who never ages. Um, if
0: if he makes the push, this is the last year for him to make the push. I, d- I don't think it happens. I think he loses a couple games early and blows it up. He
1: may. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have his first, so he may as well maybe try to ride it just out. Just go
0: for it, yeah.
1: But and I think we looked at it. He starts the season playing like you, Chad, and someone else. Like he to so start two he's and got one. A shot. So we'll see. But you know, I don't know what I was looking at or what we were looking at. Maybe I was looking too far ahead and not just twenty seventeen. But his team's got some talent. I, yeah. I just I think I projected him to blow it up. But a lot of this stuff benefited just, you know, a new being the wide receiver one and just different things happened that bumped him up two spots. He's got pick eight too. And then he, this is the next guy who's gotta be wondering when his name's getting called.
0: He's he's not in last place. He's he avoided last place. Um Andrew Itzler, eleven overall. I'm sure he's gonna dispute it. I'm looking forward to the tech so we can we can have the argument back and forth. That's um, right, he thinks he's a playoff team, so he he does he does I I think I had him at ten. I think I had him at ten correct I think I had him one uh, spot ahead
1: you may have I had him scrolling up you had him at eleven I had him at spot okay so I'm
0: right so I'm a little higher yeah all right well, so at this point with due to the fact that he has no real picks in the early round to to kind of continue to improve on a situation I think we have him going eleven um he he definitely has the the veteran pieces um he just got to get lucky and hit with with, let's say, Booker, or hit on a late-round pick, one of those guys have to pan out, or I think he does end up in 11. He'd, like I said, he has the opportunity to move up, but as of right now, I think it's I think it's 11. Yeah, because,
1: like, you know, Crabtree's been doing well, despite what people yeah. don't like about him.
0: Emmanuel Sanders is a solid player. Like,
1: Hill, I don't like his – I don't want his players, but they have Value. upside. Absolutely, like Hill could be great. I just don't personally like him. Marvin Jones is good. He picked up ifrit You know, he got blunt.
0: Even He's, Julius Thomas has, has been getting a lot of – a lot yeah. of uh, press as well. I mean, Yeldon
1: has no value, I don't think, anymore. But, if yeah, Booker and Martin can come back from his suspension and do well. I don't see why Hitler can't – he can't pull together some wins because he's in a really, really, really hard division. Yeah, it's, it's a,
0: if it was in our division, he could even be like a like the sixth seed. Well, I wouldn't go
1: that far. But he would have more wins. But this is just purely on rosters. And I think – what do we have? He's the fourth – he's 11th best roster. Which there's a lot of good rosters ahead of him, but he's not last anymore – I still will. I'll be on the record saying I don't know why he's making all these win-now moves, to avoid. I guess just to avoid the last, which is it's fine if that's what you want to do. But yeah, number eleven, Pretty good for good for it so on, on the
0: rise. Definitely on the rise. He had
1: the he is tied for the biggest movement from our previous mock.
0: Congrats, It's yeah. Huge <laughs> movement, dude. Huge move.
1: Uh, I think I'm up. So yeah. number ten, who did not move from his current spot, is uh, Rich. Now Rich's roster looks a lot better. When you throw in the Fournette and the Davis into his lineup, but just given the other teams that were ahead of him, I just still think his team's too raw with White and Daxon. You don't know how they're going to perform. Like, yeah, his core is Kevin White, Josh Doxon, Corey Davis. That's awesome. How do, how is it going to do this year? I don't know. It's really an unknown. He really had he's going to have Fournette, but other than that, he has no running backs.
0: No, I think it's Rashad Jennings still.
1: Yeah, Rashad Jennings, Chris Thompson, and that's it. And Jalen Rashard. Not good.
0: It's not ideal. No. So,
1: but he has other firsts. He'll probably have him drafting a P. Ryan. You can So, you can throw a 4-9 Ryan as running back 1 and 2. So, it's good. It just, you don't know how those rookies like Davis will probably produce. Is he going to be a wide receiver 2 or higher? Maybe. I don't know. And then P. Ryan might take, you know, time out of the gate to get a starting, like a real starting role because it's a crowded backfield. So, Ridge, great team on the rise. Got tons of picks next year. But yep. for now... He should be happy with 10. He's not winning this year. He knows that. So pretty good for him. We have, didn't have a move because I think we already paid him to have these kind of guys. But a good spot for him.
0: 100%. Uh, next, Matt Wire, who actually fell two spots uh, from almost playoff contention to now a little bit farther out of playoff contention. His his team is so interesting because he has some good pieces with Kelsey. He's got Melvin Gordon. He's got Lamar Miller. Mm-hmm. I just think he's he's struggling in in the wide receiver spot. I agree, like, to be completely honest. And I almost wish Mike Williams the hype was still around because I would have loved if Mike Williams got taken to his team and it was like a legitimate starter, got him some points. I, I just don't know if Tavon Austin and Calvin Benjamin are going to do it. And yeah. Udia, I guess I guess Pierre Garcon is a sneaky play for this year too. I agree, but you don't, don't, don't want him pressured. as your wide receiver. Exactly. Correct. Correct. Especially at this point in his career. Maybe earlier, but I, just, I, I wish he had one more stud at receiver. I
1: agree. I mean, nine's not a bad spot. I mean, he can if he made the playoffs. No one's gonna be like, how did his team pull this off? Other teams just got better.
0: I mean, and if Melvin Gordon is the the running back but, one, then he's
1: now I I love Nixon. I just don't think he's gonna come out the gate this year, and it. Flex player, sure, but like you're drafting him that high at three to be your wide receiver one or two. Get talk to me next year with this team, sure, because he's gonna have Miller. I'm not as high on, but say he does pan out to be what I don't think he's gonna be, Miller, Gordon, and Mixon. Then you don't need that other running. You you don't need another wide receiver. that that's your core. I just don't. I just don't buy into rookies being Zeke all the time. It just doesn't happen. So I do think rookies need some time to develop, and like anybody, Mixon's gonna need some time to develop. They already have two good running backs there anyway. So I like his team. It definitely has upside. I just don't like I'm not crazy on Devontae and Tavon. It's just like two guys I just kind of stay away from. High ceiling guy. Well, especially Tavon. So just not crazy about it. I know he's got Moncrief and stills, but Moncrief has been like I I think this is the first this is finally the year I'm off the Moncrief train.
0: I'm done. I don't think I'll ever be off the Moncref. I know you won't,
1: but we just wrote a song about him.
0: We did. We did. But, He's going to always come back. He'll never stop coming but back. But
1: it's not... I'm done. But it, it, this is a good team. It's just... I can I can see him missing the playoffs this year and being below the other teams we have in part of them. One of them, uh, team eight, Mike trainer rising three spots. In our initial one, we had him at 11, and I want to pull up his roster now. I think... I don't know, maybe it was putting the rookies in there, or I just didn't really, really give his team the time of day just because of how poorly he has done in our league.
0: But it seems good. No, I agree. I was I was the one who started that. I, I have been on the Tiz bandwagon for a while. I like his team a lot. He just
1: needs – so the reason his projections right now are are nothing is because he has Kaepernick as a quarterback. We assume he's going to address that either free agency or the draft. Absolutely. Even, even if he
0: takes like a Joe Flacco, he's still, he's still a legitimate team. So
1: he has Devontae Adams, Diggs – I love Derrick Henry. He picked up Tyrell Williams for nothing, which I think he's going to be a sneaky flex player this year too, with Mike Williams being gone. What's going to happen with Keenan Allen? And then um, who we have him taking in our draft? We have him taking...
0: Um, so we had him taking Cook at four, which is He'll be awesome. starting RB1. Absolutely. Um, Ross at six. Um, and then O.J. Howard, O.J. We'll Howard at nine. O.J. Howard at It's a good team.
1: Maybe it's, a, it's a solid team. And I love Henry this year too.
0: Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. So
1: he's got the first this year. He did trade out of one of his picks. Well, I think I I I initially made this without the trade, but I decided like Ross and Kamara may not have been immediate impacts anyway, so it didn't affect me. But yeah, we both had him pretty high and averaged out at eight, so borderline playoff team for Tiz with some picks next year could be looking at another freaking playoff team for our division.
0: Very annoying. Keep him, keep him away from us. <laughs> and the next one, um, surprising surprising number seven overall, Matt, Jeff, Fisher, Kojak. Moving up a little bit in the world. I like his team. I like what he's done so far. He came out. He doesn't really speak very much. But when he did, he came out. He was like, listen, through me, obviously, he didn't tell us the league. If you have players, give them to me. I'll give them my picks. I don't want my picks. I was like, okay. So I took advantage of that. I reached uh, out immediately. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gave him Theo. Gave him Tajay Taja Sharp. Gave him Matt Forte. So he's got some, we were saying before, he's got a very nice blend of win-now pieces and a very nice blend of youth. Where he's got Derek Derek Carr, he's got Sammy Watkins, then on the other Ash, he's got Eric Decker, he's got Brandon Marshall. Listen to his bench.
1: Cam Newton, Randall Cobb, Jeremy Macklin, Ryan Matthews, Matt Forte, Theoretic, Tajay Sharp. That can, like, win games, depending it's, on how the
0: week-to-week Absolutely. Goes. It's, like it's a, just it's a, a matter what's going to be his downfall is sitting starting. Yes. I mean, his downfall is going to be sitting starting.
1: Yeah, and that's not even to speak on, you just said Marshall, Watkins, Zeke, where, I mean, Decker is now in a better situation. Absolutely.
0: Decker could be an RB, a uh, wide receiver one. And within
1: our group, people love Powell this year because everyone thinks the Jets are going to be down by 50 and just yeah. pepper the running back. So would not surprise me. We had him just, I may have had him as a playoff team. Um, I think I may have had him at I six. think I had him at 8,
0: so that makes sense. Um, yeah, I so, had him at 8 because at 7.
1: Actually, no, I, had him at, I think we had, him, we had him close. But I love Kojak's team. It sucks. I wish he was kind of more involved. So with 7 and 8, we had him. Okay. Um, so just knocking on the playoff door, Just you get the right schedule, you get the right sit and starts, and Kojak can easily be in the playoffs this year.
0: 100%. The, all,
1: the one thing that would be scary for him is if Zeke does get suspended, can he survive those first two weeks without
0: him? I mean, he's playing me, so most likely. Oh, is he? Yeah. All right. You got one. <laughs> okay. All right. Am I up? I believe so. So tied for fifth.
1: So I guess we can just lump them both. Yeah, and we'll it works. More. So tied for fifth, rounding out the playoff teams will be Rob and Mike. So these next five, these next six are essentially in the same exact order, bearing the, in the, near the top. But, um, you know, not much has changed for these teams. Like, I was kind of down on Mike. I don't – I think his running back situation got a lot worse. I – If I had to pick a team out of this six to not make the playoffs, it would be Mike. Um, I'm trying to pull up his team right now. I mean, he's he's so top-heavy, which is obviously a benefit, but it's how much can they carry you with Antonio Brown and ODB, obviously with a Big Ben connection. But I don't love Jay Ajayi. I think Jay Stu is obviously his value gets hurt with McCaffrey. Latavius Murray's done. Shepard, I think, is done for this year. I don't think they have much value. And then people, like, love time on Garmin on a photo. I mean, besides, I think it was one game, he didn't crack um, 68, 60 rushing yards in any game. Week 15, he exploded. Montgomery failed to exceed 60 rushing yards in any other game. That's it. 60. So, I'm not buying the tie hype. The one thing that can save him is with his Kenneth Dixon injury is Woodhead. I mean, he could throw him into his flex for either Murray or Shepard, and be a pretty consistent, you know, eight to eleven points guy. So I think that could be that's a saving grace. So when I made this, this before the Dixon thing. I still have him as the team that could make the miss the playoffs out of this, and a Kojak or a Wire maybe slips in. But that was my, that was my rant.
0: No, it's it was perfect. It was I I agree 100%. Um, that's why, like I said, I bought Mike's first just in case his team all falls apart. Maybe. Um, um, where are his two running backs? I'm actually completely blanking out now. Who, Mike? Yeah.
1: Murray. It was Jay Ajayi
0: and Yeah, Yeah, Stewart. Ajayi accelerates his ligament issues. Murray goes down to, yeah. to Cook. It's very possible, but Maybe AB, AB has been known to carry teams by himself. So And ODB. And ODB. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. And
1: his, I mean, this is his power rankings, but his division's weaker, so he'll probably make the playoffs just because of that. But, and we spoke on Rob, his team was really deep. I'm not going to go in fully into yeah, his team, yeah. but Cook's, Baldwin. Matthews, you know, Coleman, um, got Deshaun Jackson, got DeMarco Murray. Yeah, I was literally he's... literally
0: just going through his team because we're currently in talks, live talks. It's pretty exhilarating. So,
1: it's a pretty good team.
0: Yeah, can't complain. Uh, the playoffs
1: anyway. Everyone's got a chance.
0: Next up is Satan himself, uh, Greg Muller. Unfortunately, we had to put him in the top four because he's, uh, he's a talented fantasy owner. He knows what he's doing. Um, his main concern, I think, is depth. He has no picks this year. So he's going to have to do everything through free agency. But, like I said, he's very top-heavy. He's got Amari Cooper. He's got Alshon Jeffrey. He's got Ingram. He's got Greg Olson.
1: He's got Gurley, he's too. He's got
0: Andrew Luck. He's got I don't want to really call him
1: top-heavy. He's just... He's solid. His, he's,
0: starter, his starters are very strong. His starters are very... That's why he's number four.
1: Yeah, and then obviously Luck. Hopefully, not for him. He stays, stays healthy. Yeah. Ingram could lose his job midway through the year. What, what are you going to get from Lacey? There, he does have a lot of, like interesting characters that Correct. he could easily run away with this league with this team or be stuck in this four to six bubble with some of these guys like i'm looking at his, i don't know why he has deon lewis in his flex right now but his bench was Thielen, keenan allen and alshon that's pretty good keenan yeah so he has keenan if he if, if keenan is, is keenan then you know greg has a pretty good chance to win this league we're I don't know why we're so down in Alshon as a, as a league, but we kind of are more down than he de- I think he, he does is.
0: have a very high ceiling, low floor Lower, team. Lower, yeah, for being in, a, in this tier. yeah. Because yeah.
1: I would say there's a tier of teams after four. Sorry, Mike and Rob, I, I just think there are. Um,
0: so oh, Buns tier?
1: <laughs> yeah, the Buns tier. But his team's really good. I mean, it's really, really good. I could just see some of these guys, especially a running back, not coming through for him. And then he's kind of stuck in a tough situation with, if Ingram and, and Lacey aren't productive enough to start, and Lewis, he has Gurley and really no one else. He's not going to start Andre Ellington. So it'll just be interesting to see how that plays out with his running back situation throughout the year because his, his wide receivers are pretty rock solid. So he only really needs two because he can just throw two in the flex. Absolutely. And, you know, I think Thielen could be pretty good this year, even though I traded him. But yeah, it seems really good. I mean, when you get to this point of the, of the powering every team's going to be pretty good.
0: So do you wanna do you wanna take the next one since it's um it's your own your own tier? Well
1: yeah so tied for second so a little bit of switch so I bumped up one spot from third is uh, me and Rogers tied for second. Um, I mean I think basically the difference between my team is I got Hunter Henry and that's a great addition for me. I have picks twelve and fifteen and you
0: have Julio Arobin Dehes. <laughs> oh I mean I mean yeah I have
1: McCoy I have Howard. I hopefully Peterson could be Peterson. I love Crowder this year. You know, I think Bortles bounces back. See my article, the real Blake Bortles, please stand up. Um, I just love my team. I mean, I could be biased, but I mean, I had my, I made second. I think you made a third. So I mean, you yeah. think I have a good team too? Absolutely. I think I have a good chance to win with still establishing some depth, like young depth at running back in this year's class because I, I know I'm aging in that in that category, and if Howard can stay, you know, pe- there's some podcasts I think he's going to have a big decline overall and not even be like a relevant starter in like a couple years.
0: Langford.
1: So we'll see. And then Rodgers team, I mean, what more could we say about Rodgers? Bell, David Johnson. Kind of needs to establish, I mean, he's got Hilton. Kind of needs to establish a little bit of running back, uh, wide receiver depth. You trade away Landry, you trade away Edelman. Fitzgerald, what's he going to give you this I th- year? I think
0: that's why the Zay Jones pick makes sense. I know, obviously, it's not what, we, what you mean, like a dominant wide receiver one, but yeah, it'll fill the role. and then
1: I mean, because I originally had him at fourth, and I think I ranked him third. I don't know why I changed it. Yeah, I had him third. I originally had him fourth. Now, with Witten there, I mean, you can flip a Because now I'm looking at Mullis team. I actually might like Mullis team better than Rodgers, and people might think I'm crazy for putting Rodgers fourth. But it's kind of the same thing with Mike. It's like how how far can two guys bring you? Yeah. And he they, they won the title, so obviously well. But he had – and I forgot he has Michael Thomas. Well, he got
0: he got ready. Remember last year he had Landry. He had Edelman. He traded all away. And all.
1: Yeah, and Hilton went off. Yeah. Fitzgerald went off. It's just can those guys repeat. He got rid of a couple of them. He's going to draft McCaffrey, so that's cool for him. So he's going to be a great team. If he, went, if he repeats, again, no one's surprised. Nope. And if I win, I don't think anyone will be surprised. But ultimately, we both decided the best team in the league will be Nick Familar.
0: Congratulations, Nick. Um, I think it's a long time coming. Um, going into crazy, our fourth year of the league. That's awesome. I love it. Going into the fourth year of the league, uh, Nick's been a force. Um, just unfortunately, injuries last year, or I think the championship would have been. Probably Rogers Nick.
1: He has the best average finish of the three
0: years. One hundred percent. His, 2. his 2. team 2. Per is very, sure. very good. He's got A.J. Green. He's got DeAndre Hopkins. He's Freeman, got Freeman, Gronk. Gronk. It, it's Rogers, It's a dominant, dominant Terrell team. Terrell It's just he's been just very unlucky the first few years.
1: Now the only thing you can the question mark is you got Freeman Force. So all the two running backs are C.J. Anderson and Jonathan wendell Williams. Both are big question marks in my opinion, but he has three seconds this year. He can even get a vet like Gillisley, He can get
0: James so, White is there. Terrence West possibly if he if that. And, and the storm of rookies that he may be exactly. higher on or
1: no, you know, Nick does his own research. He's smart, obviously. So I don't know why he sells Gordon, but it seems loaded. I mean, all these guys have high wide receiver, running back, one upside Gronk. He can stay healthy, obviously. I just think he needs he needs depth, and he got three seconds. I don't know how he got those three seconds, but he has three decent seconds. So they'll establish the depth, get maybe some bets, a couple rookies, and I think this is unfortunately his year to win it. But I think anywhere in the top four wins it.
0: Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. That'd be my prediction. One hundred percent. I mean, there also has been the the what was it the five and six seed that have made it to the playoff uh, the championship twice. Yeah,
1: I mean when the playoffs happen, it's, yeah, it's... any one injury. And waiver—it's
0: waiver wire pickups. Yeah. It's huge. Waiver wire pickups at the end of the season are enormous. Yeah, which could could help Itzler move up a couple slots too. Yeah, with, you don't their, know.
1: with your one, yeah. So there you have it. Some movement, not so much in the top six, but in the bottom, a lot of movement. Chad down four, Itz and Tiz up three, Wire down two, Eric down two. So we'll probably do a pre-draft one, maybe yeah. with a special
0: guest. Maybe. Very possible.
1: With a very, very special guest. Not to all of you, but to some of you, a very special guest. And we'll see if maybe something crazy happens. And I don't know how much it's going to change me, but once I see the second and third round guys actually submitted veterans, then I'll have a better idea about
0: that's your full team. The amount of time I'm going to spend staring at that draft board when the draft is over is going to probably get me fired. And then
1: I'm excited because I I hope you guys do this. If not, I'll just do my own segment. I don't care. I want to go through every team's schedule and mock records
0: oh i would love to do that yeah
1: yeah, so well because once you do one if you do knicks and you're already kind of predicting
0: exactly yeah
1: two games for me too so eventually it'll just keep on getting smaller and smaller the amount of games you're gonna have to actually pick yeah and project standings because that's ultimately going to be very very different i think than this power rankings because divisions mean a lot schedule means a lot bye weeks mean a lot who you're playing with those bye weeks how many do you have
0: i'm also interested to see how our rankings would compare to yahoo after the draft like when once we go in schedule by schedule to do that like I how much a difference would, from yahoo. see,
1: yahoo's messed up right now and plus tiz doesn't have a quarterback or i would look at theirs now but that's so skewed yeah. that we can't even possibly but i wish i could compare pre-draft yahoo to after draft Yahoo. absolutely but yeah well yeah i know i know what you're saying so yeah I, i'm gonna look at yahoo's i know i am but we'll look at i think i won't do lucky maybe i'll just do a straight like, the next day, just do a schedule.
0: Yeah, I like that. And then not look at Yahoo. And then not look at Yahoo, and then we'll see. All right.
1: So maybe I'll have that. We'll have that even for the next episode.
0: Sounds good to me. Um, so, yeah, that's that's going to do it for, for this week's edition. We're very excited for the draft. Um, we'll actually be doing a little bit of, of, I believe, live interviews at the draft as well. Is yeah, that, they think we're going to be
1: doing some, like, a, a live video sort of on the on the field, EDP media. You know, we're going to splash it, edit it, maybe commentate over it. So, we'll make it fun. Something for the league and maybe something for everyone to see, you know, what happens at our draft, how, you know, legit and serious we actually take it with
0: the podium, the suit, the speech, the board. I will be in, in full suit at a podium giving a speech. So, I'm, I'm very excited.
1: The, the players are the condiments that make the, whatever you said the, the first year. Oh,
0: oh, yeah, my favorite quote of all time. Um, it's... <laughs> Failure is the condiment that gives success its flavor. There you go. Probably my favorite quote ever to be spoken. Um, but, yeah, on that note, uh, we're very excited to get the draft. You'll have all of the in-depth analysis and some live takes. And we're very excited to bring it to you. So, on that note, that's going to do it for the Elite Dynasty podcast. I'm your host, Eric Dunn, along with... Addison Elko. Have a good night, everyone, and we will uh, talk to you on Saturday. Peace.